1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021. The Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final. Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders, Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers Hyderabad. May the best team win brought to you in association with who knows wins put your money where your mates are and play along with the cricket badger who knows wins download our app right now from the apple app store or the google play store and play against your friends with bragging rights and real money on the line who knows wins put your money where your mates are Who knows wins in a
2: league of their own. Hello, everybody, IPL 2021. I'm James, the Cricket Badger, joined by Anand and Neil today to look back at Delhi Capital's win over the Mumbai Indians. Thanks to Who Knows Wins for their support of these Cricket Badger dailies. And let's get into the chat about this, shall we? Anand's our Mumbai Indians fan. And Anand, they were almost out Mumbai today, weren't they, by Delhi? Um, We have got so used to... Mumbai doing what they did today and sort of getting up to a moderate total, but then snuffing out the opposition. But today they weren't able to snuff them out.
3: There are times when you've already played four matches here and there might be a need to change some of the approach that's going on, at least by the middle order. And it feels like Mumbai didn't exactly do that. So if you look at the scores over the first three matches, I think Mumbai started off with 159. Went to 152 Then went to 150 And I think today It was 138 So it feels like We're just going around That same pattern And somewhere in the lower order You know Somebody has to take Some Has to step up and say Okay let's Let's revisit this approach Obviously this pitch It's slow The ball is spinning You know Trying to You know Try to heave away Isn't exactly working And that's why I'm surprised That that change Hasn't still been made Because Mumbai is fairly Quick to make those changes If you look at the past Iterations of this tournament
2: I mean These pitches That we're seeing Being played played on at the moment in Chennai. Uh, I mean, Mumbai have played all of their games there so far, but it is basically, Neil, 130, 140, 150 is the total. After getting off to a good start, go through the middle overs and then maybe a little bit of a burst towards the end to get up to 140-ish. And then the opposition get off to a reasonable start in the power plays, then start to suffer and either just get across the line like Delhi did today or just fall short.
0: It's definitely been the way that the games there have gone. I do wonder if there is a part of that which is people approaching it in a slightly off way i'm looking at the pitches and i'm thinking in the first innings pretty much all the teams who've fallen away have brought it on themselves mumbai today lost four wickets five wickets in very short amount of time through indecisive play it was neither defensive nor attacking it just seemed to be a bit jumbled and there hasn't been that clarity of thinking up, i feel to get those slightly higher scores, which would be easier to defend.
2: Sure. Um, Neil, Ravi Ashwin today, and obviously Amit Mishra, who took four for 24, they were ultimately the difference, I think, because um, Ashwin bowled like we all know he can do. That's his home ground. Um, but Mishra's four for 24, as you say, a, a, a collapse, wasn't it, from Mumbai? And it was him that really instigated that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, bravo to Amit Mishra and joining Darren Gough, Michael Vaughan, Shane Warney. He looks... Like, he's had a bit of an advanced hair studios job uh, there. It's a wonderful head of hair that he's got now. But he was superb, even though, at the same time, I think Mumbai brought it on themselves. Um, I don't know what Hardik was doing, playing exactly the same shot that Robert had just got out to slightly before. And after that, people looked scared. But he kept putting it in the right areas and, and troubling people.
2: It's probably at this stage of the podcast we're supposed to say... Other advanced hair studio facilities are available. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, there's, quite a, there's quite a lot of it about it in cricket, isn't there? ants Mumbai never get off to an express start in the IPL. They've now played 4-1-2, two, lost 2. How happy are you in terms of how, you, how how they're shaping up in these early stages at the moment? I keep saying to people, out of 10, 10 being deliriously happy, one being devastated. Where are you on that spectrum?
3: So I think this is a little disappointing. Because if you look at the team construction, this squad is really very well built for T20. You have a lot of explosive power there. You certainly have different kind of bowlers. There's swing, there's pace, there's, you know, people who can take off pace. Uh, and I think this, the, the way the squad is constructed in Mumbai should be really doing much better than what they have done so far. It almost feels like they haven't been able to cope with the pitch that they received in Chennai. Now, I know Chennai and Mumbai are very different pitches, as we have seen in the matches so far. At some point in time, you do. I mean, I was just taking a look at some of the strike rates and the runs that have been scored. So Sky and Rohit have done fine. They both have been completely fine. I think Chris Lynn had one inning where he sort of struggled, but, you know, got in a few hits at the end. But what is going on with Hardik? Uh, what is going on with Kronal? So Hardik has got 35 runs at 106 strike rates. Right? Cornell's got 26 runs at 108 strike rate. And Pollard has got 49 runs at 111 strike rate. So obviously, they've figured out that this pitch is sort of, you know, it's going to be harder to hit on. So why not get your eye in? And that's where I'm a little concerned about what has gone on so far however I think there's one more match in Chennai and then you go to Bengaluru which is a different sort of a ground and uh, where you know some of the big hitters would come into the fray because it's a smaller ground so Mumbai certainly can easily get back up to where they've typically been but it's been interesting how that approach still hasn't changed You didn't give me a number out of 10 Oh out of 10 I think Mumbai has been a 6
2: I, I mean, Bengaluru's notoriously high scoring ground isn't it so you'd, you'd imagine Mumbai will hit their straps uh, when they get to that I mean Hardik Pandya and it seemed to me that England Showed the way With Hardik I mean we all know What Hardik can do He's got that arc Hasn't he um, It's almost like A golf swing Where he sends the ball To long on Through to mid wicket In one big swing And England Were bowling short Outside of his off stump Or bowling full Outside of his off stump And really cramping him um, In terms of trying To hit it leg side And it seems that Some of the T20 sides Have been watching that
3: yeah, in this day day and age of analysis you have to expect that and Hardik is obviously a great batsman very explosive batsman but he's got to figure out how to deal with this whether it's the slow pitches now or whether it's just improved bowling you know pretty much nobody bowls in his arc anymore everybody bowls sort of short and away from him so Hardik's got to figure a way out and that's exactly what the great batsmen in the world do right or actually to use cricket force terms the great batters in the world actually do
2: yeah. <laughs> um, looking at Delhi Capital's response um, today Neil Shikha and um, he's become really important to them, wasn't mm-hmm. he, as is their mm-hmm. opening batsman? Last year, obviously, he, he did really nicely. To This season, he started off really well. That 45 from 42, he may not have seen it home, but it set the tone and, and gave the rest of them confidence.
0: I thought he was very good, not just today. He's been very good for about two years now, and that partnership with Steve Smith was, uh, was excellent, and that pretty much broke the back of the, or should have broken the back of the chase before they decided to make things interesting again at the end. How he's changed himself to a more, more explosive and yet consistent batsman, uh, batter, apologies, from the <laughs> classical anchor that he was, Previously, I mean, that's certainly how I remember him yeah, when he was I mean,
2: a it, gun right. I was, I was watching a lot of the replays of him in these innings the other day, and the, the footage was showing him moving around in the crease a lot. He was moving right outside of his off stump and whipping it through square leg. And it, it's not necessarily sixes galore, is it? He, he's just being very clever. And the thing is, at his age and how established he's
0: been to still be looking to develop his game, to improve in that way is really commendable. I mean, I remember him coming through internationally in 2012, 2013. He scored about 180 in a test match against Australia. Um, I saw him live during the 2013 Champions Trophy and he'd really made it. And now eight, nine years on, um, he's changing his game so that he can become a better T20 batsman and force his way back into the India side, which is really, really commendable. Um, He's... Yeah, he's just been absolutely superb in the IPL over the last two years and much improved from the version that uh, that I supported a few years back.
2: The way you said at his age, it made him sound like WG Grace. He's 35, bless him. But uh, yeah, I mean, in cricket terms, he's getting on a tad, isn't he? So uh, yeah, fantastic uh, from Shikha Darwin. I always get, when we do these um, dailies through the Big Bash or through the IPL or whatever, I always get these little bugbears that kind of creep into my psyche as we go through tournaments. And one of the things that's coming, getting really annoying to me, and it's been all of the teams, is the death overs when runs are so important. And even Jasper Bummer today, two no balls in that 19th over. There is just no excuse, Anand, for a, a death bowler trying to keep it economical overstepping because you're just gifting a run and then the free hit.
3: I mean, you can certainly understand it happening because you're straining to do your best and it is really all riding on you in those overs. But these guys are professionals. They have been doing this, they practice this time and time again. One of the more interesting articles that I think I'd read in cricket for was, uh, they were referring back to the 80s and 90s where apparently you did care about the no balls, but you didn't, when you're practicing and doing the nets, you didn't exactly care about where you stepped in. They were talking about it now and they're actually very, conscious of that even while they're netting so I think
2: I've been in county nets um, and where they might as well just be delivering the ball from about three foot from the batsman's nose they're trying to bowl fast and they they are going well past the stumps um, but yeah and you're right and it, often in nets there isn't even a, a line drawn there's kind of three you know like when you do club cricket there's three like um, springed up stumps at, uh, at the bowlers end so you know where the stumps are but there's no line no popping crease they just kind of run and, and estimate it and that's just not good enough is it
3: No, absolutely not but that's where what i had read was that sort of changed right now all the netting is done with a purpose so my understanding was especially for these guys because they are playing at the highest levels that you can in cricket right i would assume that they actually have it in club cricket and high school cricket yeah people would walk down and instead of they would definitely you know stride right past the stumps to try and intimidate batsmen
2: but does you no good whatsoever that when you actually get out into the middle you are not practicing for what you're doing in, in in the heat of battle, are you? I mean, Neil, I, I just don't get it. I mean, Jesspitt Bummer, a vast experience, incredible death bowler. He knows his job. He knows that he's in that 19th over, got to keep it as tight as he possibly can to give Mumbai Indians a chance in that final over from Trent Bold, which was actually from Kieran Pollard today. But just to overstep like he did. And the way that klaxon goes off now, the horn goes off, it, it almost rubs salt into the wounds, isn't it?
0: There's absolutely no escape anymore. The game's a lot better for it. I agree with Anand, Sia. I think that the additional pressure at the end, even someone like Bumrah, who is probably the best death bowler in the world over the last five years, is going to feel a bit more. um, In fact, he'll probably feel additional pressure because he's expected to deliver a seven, eight run over where others would be going for uh, 12 or 13. They weren't massive nobles. I mean, we're not talking Amir at the Oval here. These are ones where his heels touching down on the line, but Mm -hmm. nothing behind
2: you don't get away with those these days, do you? With the, the guy looking from up, up above. You're not going to get away with those marginal calls, which you used to get
0: away with. There's uh, there's no way you'll get away with it. I can understand how it's is happening more towards the death overs than at other times. I don't think Bummer is actually that bad. He's not a regular offender. Um he had a one noble that of notes against Fakhar Zaman, uh, which I was unfortunately there to uh, to observe. Otherwise it's it's fairly rare and uh, and generally even with the nobles the free hits I think they both got caught this <laughs> time so they yeah. ended up giving away one run and I think the whole overrun went for eight
2: or nine in the end. Yeah, the, the other thing that's really starting to annoy me, and it's annoyed me all winter actually, it, it started to annoy me during the uh, the India against England series and it's carried on into the IPL is the DRS stuff. I mean I know there's only one review and it's you know, it's been used quite wisely I think so far but the Trent Bolt delivery today where they went upstairs, Mumbai Indians went upstairs to the review. You could see on the first replay it had pitched outside Leg Stump but we go on for the next five minutes rocking and rolling to see whether there's been bat involved and then they do the the front on proper Hawkeye, and you see it's pitched outside leg stump, and we've wasted five minutes with that. Well, you can see from the first replay that it's it's not out, and I just I just don't understand why they can't be a little bit more quicker with it and quick witted with it.
0: I think I think part of that. Well, I've got to say I thought it was unbiased call initially, so I thought it was it was going to be not out based on the on file uh, on field decision, but um, I thought it was pretty close, and I think when the replay came came on it wasn't that far away it was the seam was a few
2: millimeters from uh... maybe today's is a bad example anand but there have been examples of that where it's been a good couple of balls width outside leg stump but you still rock and roll through everything else before you get to that front on and i just don't see the logic in that
3: no yeah, and i think it makes sense especially with t20 because i think time is of their sense so. This is something that I think the administrators certainly have to take back with all of this DRS, VAR, things that we're seeing out there in the NFL here in the U.S., you know, there are action replays as well. And you want to make it as fast as possible because sometimes it's going to take forever. One of the things that happens in the NFL is whether something is a catch or not, and that goes on for almost I feel like 10 minutes at times. So this is where I think, you know, ICC has to jump in and say, okay, how do we go forward? If we already know it's pitching outside leg, then let's not even go through the rest of it.
2: I think there's even less of a reason for the drama if you want, or the theatre of DRS, when there's not a crowd in. Yeah, When we're all sitting watching at home and we've got other things to do, getting through a DRS review is is more important to be quick. Yeah, If you're in the the ground And you're waiting for it to kind of tick up on the big screen. There's a little bit of theatre and the nerves are in the ground and there's the atmosphere there, Neil, then it's maybe a different story. The theatre isn't needed when everybody's at home.
0: Unfortunately, I think it's a lot more mundane than that. I think it just takes time for the ball tracking calculations Um, and the graphic to be built. Um, We've seen it enough times where the umpire is just waiting and you hear them just saying, please can we have ball tracking when it's ready? We wait for another minute and a half and everyone's just kind of twiddling their thumbs, wondering what's going on. I think it's just a a time lag in the technology there. If that can be sped up, then hopefully uh, they can go through because I agree with you. I find it very frustrating where they'll go through the entire video and then the ultra edge when you can see just through plain eyesight yeah. that um, if you go to one of the other checks, that's going to uh, strike down the the appeals straight well,
2: I, away. I, I, can't, I can't remember which one it was now. I think it might have even been in the test series where um, it, was um, it was an appeal for LBW. It was an off-spinner. And it was basically it hit in in line, but it was obviously gonna miss another set of stumps. But we still had to go through the has it hit the bat, has it hit in line? Is it is it too high? Yeah, all of the other things that are, are go before the actual front on Hawkeye, we still had to rock and roll all of that interminably before we got to the inevitable not out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I was thinking the same thing when when it's obviously pitched outside leg and you spend ages rocking and rolling through the video um, and then going through ultra edge and then finally getting the graphic built and then first thing you see is that oh yeah it's pitched a foot outside yeah side leg which i think that jack leach review uh, by australia in uh headingly we spent five minutes going through that to confirm what everyone already knew Apart
2: from I'm the simple name, I'm going to kind of go against my own argument here, but I prefer the officials to take too long and get it right than to dismiss it as they did do in the test series sometimes and get it wrong. And the officials have obviously got the eyes of the world on them, so you can understand them wanting to be sure. But there's got to be a way. Surely got to be a way of being able to speed that up a little bit. Who knows? Wins. Put your money where your mates
1: are. There's over 25,000 players and over £1 million already won. The biggest community pot was £31,000 and there's over 12,000 leagues created. Download our free app and play against your friends and family with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins in a different league.
2: One final bugbear. I did say two. I'm going to bring in three bugbears today, um, and that is the overrate in this IPL, and it's been talked about a lot. We saw the rules change at the start of this competition. They published the new rules, and each innings was going to take a, going to be completed inside 90 minutes, an hour and a half for each innings, plus a 10 minute turnaround. So basically, each match should be. Three hours ten maximum, starting at three o'clock UK time. That means that we should be finishing by six ten UK time. They are going on till seven pm, and some of them have gone on longer. And I just don't understand who is enforcing this, Alan. Who, who, you know, if you bring the rule changes in, at least pay them lip service and and try and get them to to speed up because we so we still see all of the. Tech chairs being brought out in between overs where they have the tactical discussions and the field changes and, and and people calling for changes of gloves. Everything takes so long.
3: Yeah, there definitely needs to be some sort of enforcement on there, especially I think with T20s, especially if you have a doubleheader. So if you have a doubleheader and one goes past the other, then now you're causing issues as to which match you would actually see. So I, I think definitely, you know, this needs to be worked out. It makes sense that a lot of these captains want to slow things down. A lot of these batters want new gloves. It's humid. I've gone to Chennai. I can firsthand attest that to me, that is a humorous place I've ever been to. So I understand why those bat gloves have to be changed. The but batting it, but gloves it, have to be changed.
2: They are, if that is the um, the situation and it's hot place and it's going to take people longer, don't say 90 minutes then. Say, say 110 minutes and actually stick to that instead
3: well I think that causes issues from a television schedule perspective because I do think that they have to keep it within a certain amount of time frame but, but so they've they got to figure that but, out
2: but they're not doing though are they so surely it causes more, um, causes more issues from a TV's perspective if you say it's going to be 90 minutes and it ends up being far longer because you're running into other programs then surely
3: oh, no, absolutely and that's where I would think that if gloves are such an issue let's plan for that Right, let's have all the gloves out there let's quickly move through it and also have the umpires enforce. And I think something did happen. I forget which match it was, but I think it was the last match for the Delhi Capitals where I think Ponting and Kev were hanging out and chatting during one of the timeouts. And I think one of the umpires was like, you need to go get off the field and so I think there is some sort of enforcement going on but certainly could be better
2: little fines or something to an IPL team is nothing they prefer to take the points and, and, and pay out 10 grand wouldn't they And it's not going to make any difference whatsoever there's got to be something a little bit more extreme Neil they've got to be deducted points they've got to be deducted runs stick a sniper on top of the stand and every, every time they go five minutes over take a fielder out or something just give them something to, that's a threat to them I think um, maybe that last one's a bit too strong <laughs>
0: But I, th- I think the fact that they actually find Donny of all people um, showed that at least they're they're serious about enforcing the punishments that they have put
2: in. He's and- skinned his knee. He's never going to be able to, <laughs> to pay it. But I, th- I think that's for the first offence.
0: I think it, uh, he does it again and he gets a one-match ban. Now, we can argue in that particular case whether that's for the good or bad of Chennai. The fact that they are prepared to enforce it is only a good thing.
2: Every match is going over, it's not just... MSD.
0: No, I think the um, I think actually in the last Deli game it was Pant who was having a go at the uh, the umpires who were taking a, a long time to get uh, to get the matches restarted. I think there are allowances for certain things like the first sunrises game we saw Nabby get hit in the head, and I th- I think that goes into uh, the injury time bank and stuff like that. I I personally think that there are. There's, there appears to be less silly uh, stoppages, uh, changes of gloves, and uh, and water breaks after after every over than in previous IPL seasons, and also in quite a few of the internationals that I've seen recently. I just, I think, I just
2: think generally they're slow. It's not necessarily certain things that that cause the delays. It's just they are slow. They've just got used to being slower. And I think they've gotten away with it for a long time.
0: So it's going to take uh, some time to change. There are some captains who do seem to make changes to the field every single ball or go over and uh, have a chat to the bowler all the time you see the final overs seem to take 10 minutes each
2: I think Owen Morgan's the biggest culprit with that He, he. I mean he's a very good captain and he knows exactly what he's doing but we also say I mean a bit of gamesmanship creeps in every now and again Mumbai certainly slowed things down towards the end of the Delhi Capitals innings just to try and take the momentum out of their chase and you know it's, this gamesmanship comes into it and it shouldn't do they should basically have a clock ticking down on the, on the um, big screen and as soon as like I say, every time they go five minutes over, bang, take out the fine leg, bang, take out mid off, stun them, don't kill them, stun them, but you lose a fielder or something like that, you know, haul a fielder off, do something so you actually get penalised for it. We'll come back to that, I am sure, because it's not going to change as we go through this IPL. Conscious of time, and I know you've got a takeaway coming, Neil, so we'll move on to the uh, looking ahead to tomorrow's games. First one tomorrow, double of day tomorrow on the 21st of April. Punjab Kings against the Sunrisers Hyderabad. Sunrisers is your team, Neil, yet to get any points on the board. Can they tomorrow? I think tomorrow is a
0: good opportunity because Punjab have been playing on the beautiful flat decks of uh, the Wankedi and are now arriving in Chennai to play on this absolute dirt trap, which is the type of pitch I love. But it's a great time to to catch them cold, and especially when they're already um, having one or two little issues themselves. Um, we've got to be uh, very careful with what we do, make sure we take out Mayank and uh, Chris Gale early, allow KL to get his, uh, his 70 off 65 balls, and uh, yeah just grind grind them in uh, it's a great opportunity to get on the board um,
2: and hopefully we actually pick a team that makes sense tomorrow it's 7th against 8th this one Sunrise has not got any points on the board as we say Anton. three games gone it's early days you know there's time to retrieve it but you don't want to click on another two or three games and still be on zero points because then you're starting to really well every game becomes a, almost a must win from there
3: it certainly does and they got to arrest this momentum if you look at the team it's fairly decent team and now they're going to play in Chennai if Mujib actually plays you know the Russia is always going to play then you have actually two slow bowlers who are very very effective so combine that with the rest of the bowling attack uh, with Bhuvi being up there with also changes of pace and things like that this could actually be the one to win for uh, Sunrisers
2: give me the name then who's going to win tomorrow Neil
3: Sunrisers I'm going to agree with Neil Sunrisers
2: it's 3-0 and I'm going to go with Sunrise's 2 um, very quickly then move on to the uh, second game of tomorrow and that sees KKR taking on CSK two teams I mean CSK are in second Actually, they dropped to third because Delhi Capital has gone above them. But two wins and a defeat so far from CSK. Look, a slightly better outfit than they did last season. And taking on a KKR side, who I think will be kicking themselves a little bit. They've had two defeats out of the three games played so far, but possibly played a little bit better than that. And that's always been the bugbear with Kolkata. They flatter to deceive. They are too inconsistent at times. These are two sides that... Um, a win tomorrow for CSK really gets them into the upper echelons of this table. A defeat kind of moves them back into mid-table, and it's another. Aren't we? Are we going to uh, progress this season? Kind of tournament. How do you see this one? Neil?
0: I've been really impressed with Chennai so far. I think the major issue they had last season was the intent in their batting lineup, and the return of Raina along with the addition of Mo and Ali has really added that to them. And you've still got Sam Curran who can come in at the end and smash a few abouts uh, along with Jadeja. So I think as a batting lineup, they make a lot of sense to me and especially the form that Moeen and Rainer are in, then it's been, uh, it's been excellent. The bowling You know what you're going to get. There'll be absolute reliance on the speed uh, for uh, getting through in the 90 minutes. Uh, Jadeja's four overs are only going to take about six of those. Um, And he's been very economical. And then the fast mediums are very accurate. And if it swings a bit, then Deepak Chahar will rip through anyone. So they've been much better than I thought they would be. Really impressed with them.
2: How do you see it,
3: Anand? Are CSK back? So I do think CSK is a much better squad than last year's squad. However, I think this could be the chance for KKR to actually, you know, get a good win on board. They're going to be, they've been playing in Chennai. They're finally going to Mumbai. KKR to me is a much more explosive team than CSK, even though CSK is much better than last year. KKR, just if Morgan gets going, if Russell gets going, if uh, Tripathi gets going, if Karthik gets going, you know, they, there's a lot of ifs there, but... They are a bit more explosive. They certainly have a pretty varied bowling attack. So something is just telling me that KKR is going to have a chance tomorrow and they might they might take the win. Well, you're going to go KKR. So am I. Neil? I'm going to go
0: CSK. Uh, I'm less impressed with the form of the uh, much-vaunted middle order than, uh, than you guys, I think.
2: Another good day today. Last over finish again. So many of those so far in this IPL 2021 competition. RCB sitting top of the table on six points. Dig C have joined them on six points as well. CSK, Mumbai Indians on four, and the rest are on two. Apart from Sunrisers, Neil, who are on naught, but could get off the mark tomorrow. Neil and Anand, as always, thank you very much indeed for joining me. Thanks to Who Knows Wins for their support of these IPL 2021 dailies. I've been James the Cricket Badger, and I will see you again tomorrow.